here we are. Hello, everybody. I'm Diana. I'm a life coach, and today I'm talking with Gabriella. Would you like to introduce yourself, Liv? I've been doing all the hiccups today. <laughs> yes. Hello, Diana. Thank you so much for inviting me. Uh, my name is Gabrielle Haley, and I'm also a life coach. All right. So, what are we going to talk about today? You had a really great topic in mind. Yes, I, I, the topic I had in mind is something that I'm currently working through, and that's um, the journey of creating your dream life. Yeah, mm -hmm. that is quite a good topic because that's, I think, literally what we all are doing all the time with coaching yeah. and with clients. So how has that journey been for you? What are the things that you've run into that made it less easy than you'd hoped maybe there's so much reconditioning that i need to do for myself like all my life i've been an employee and then um in the past few years i decided to become a professional life coach and then that that moved me from like a structured schedule to like the whole day me just trying to figure out how to get everything going while also maintaining harmony with my personal life and all of the fun that I want to create. And um, it's been really challenging because since I have a never ending to-do list, I'm, I've always been tempted to just work all day, all day, every day. And then since I'm not technically off on weekends, unless I create that, then, you know, I started out with this tendency of just constantly working. And then, you know, you have, I have to be careful with that because like it leads to burnout. And so um, I went from wanting to work for myself so I can make my own hours to working more than I used to and finding out that it just doesn't work for me. So I've been on this journey of finding a schedule that does work for me that I love, which includes not only coaching, which I love, but also like climbing and hiking and being outside and um, I love to crochet, you know, just all the art. I want to do it all. And it's tough. Like it's tough yeah. to have fun sometimes. I know. I've, I've done this thing where once when I started coaching that I initially just had my calendar open from eight in the morning to 10 in the evening and tried to cram it for because I wanted to have this business going. And then I was only off on Sundays because that was in my head what I needed to do. Then at some point I realized that, no, it doesn't really work that way. Then I started changing things, made my calendar different because I had to say, I want to be there for my kids. I want to do handwork. I want to watch things on Gaia every now and then. There were a lot of things that I wanted to do. I wanted to have nice walks with my dog for about two, three hours in the woods every now and then. Didn't have to be every day. But then I started to have this thing right, I can slot things in the way I want. So then I decided no back-to-back -back calls anymore, only five a day with a reasonable time in between so that I could be there for my kids, but also do some admin, whatever was necessary. That meant that things were slowing down a bit, but in other ways, things were speeding up. So when you start to slow down a bit, there are things that will speed up. You know, and I've finished some nice crochet projects and some knitting mm -hmm. projects, and it's been... It's been much better this way because it literally meant 
that I was creating the life that I wanted with my kids. Mm-hmm. And, you know, anything, because there's, there's a lot going on in my life with four kids and all that kind of stuff around it. And it's yeah. been really, really good to get that realization. And I literally meditated on it because I just think I need to sit with this and figure out what's right for me to do. Yeah, yeah. And that's so hard because there's nobody, well, in my world, there's nobody really doing that. You yeah. know, it's just like in, in the industry for personal development, everybody's like, you have to do this, you have to do this, you have to do this. And then only after you've done all of these things, then you can potentially be successful. And like, I remember when I went from like working every single day, like morning to night, and then going to just like working from 8 a.m. to 5 p.m., that scarcity mindset creeps in. <laughs> it does, yeah. That was one of the reasons why I did the calendar open that long and no mm-hmm. time in between, because I had to say, I need to, I need to, I need to, but actually I didn't. When I started doing the math of, so how much is for me and my family necessary as income per month then when I started looking at that I had to say oh wait that's way different than I thought it was because I was thinking as an I need to work so many hours well, actually no I didn't the amount of time that I really needed to coach people for money was way less than I thought and it also meant that at some point when I ran into some people I decided I can actually coach them for free because there was one lady who, who struggled with a lot of things in her life, who ended up, you know, studying again and didn't have any income, but also ended up single again at that point. And I just say, yeah, I can coach her. I can help her. And I have done so. Whenever she wants a coaching conversation, I'll have it with her. Because I don't need to work with everybody for money. That doesn't mean I'll work with anybody without money. It's most of the people, you know, I also have to have a living but I can do it the way I like it. I can literally create what I like in my life. And that's meant that I make sure that every day I have a bit of time to do some handwork because that's an important thing to me because what I realize is that when I do creative things with my hands, my mind will get more rest and that will make my mind more creative in my business as well. It means I can do so much more. That these breaks, I also make sure that I go three times a week to the gym. I want Mm -hmm. to do that. I want to do the yoga. I want to do the swimming. I want to go to the steam room in the sauna. So that means that on Monday morning, I take time for that. That is the thing I do. I take my kid to work. Then I go to the gym. I stay there until noon because that's what I want to do. And then on Wednesday evening and on Friday evening, I usually go as well. Sometimes it shifts a bit, but I go at least three times a week and I really enjoy it. It's good for me. And that's the stuff that you need to take care of yourself first before you can take care of others. So that also means in your business, because you can't help a client when you're not taking care of yourself. And that creativity needs to be there. And that, you know, health needs to be there. So all these things that are good for you, you need to do to be able to create this for yourself. Absolutely. I've noticed that um, for me, when I was going through this transition and for the clients that I currently work with, um you people see it as a waste of time like because like they don't understand how productive it can actually be because you don't actually do it because of all the thoughts that Mm -hmm. they 
if I don't do this, then everything, my whole world will fall apart, you know? But what I've noticed though, whenever I take my moments to paint, when I go outside to do my gardening, um, the solutions that I'm needing for my group coaching or for um, something else in my business, they just come to me. Yeah. And in a, in a much faster period of time than if I'm just sitting at my desk yeah. and racking my brain for hours and hours and hours. Yeah. I did a, a course on Coursera about how, how the brain works that was called learning how to learn. And what the most interesting thing about that was is that they were talking to some scientists who were researching things. And when they would run into it, a difficult thing, what they'd learned was that the best way to do is to stop thinking about it and start doing some physical stuff, simply because then your brain starts to do something itself, because the physical activity just means that your brain just starts to create connections in there, which it doesn't do when you're trying to uh, uh, force it, because you can't force it. It has mm -hmm. to happen by itself, and it means that sleep, physical activity are actually the best times to let your brain create its own. So you go in gardening, means that your brain is doing its own thing to create the solution for a problem that you have. And that's why I like walking my dog as well when I run into something and I really can't figure it out. The best thing for me to do is actually just go out there, rain or shine, doesn't matter, but go out there with the dog, wander about for about an hour in the woods, dog happy, me happy, and I've got my solution. Yeah, it's almost like you're, you're going out to grab mm -hmm. your solution. <laughs> yeah. It does work that way. And a bit of knitting or crochet will do the same thing because then I'm focusing and I'm counting or going mm -hmm. to the gym. I had one of the, the most amazing ideas at some point in the sauna where they're saying, why do I think about that now? But that also meant that I had to say, I'd better go right away to my phone, write this down before I forget. And then I go back into the sauna because I don't want to forget these things. Then, So that's mm -hmm. then one thing as well. And munching around on it in the sauna is quite nice as well. Just sit there and just let it, let it just flow through. It's yeah. really good at times. Yeah. Yeah. I also like to like go take a shower to go get my ideas. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Showers are good for that as well. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. And then I even have like a dry erase marker because mm. I have a sliding door. Oh, nice. So I'll just like write my ideas on my mm -hmm. window. That way I don't have to like damage my phone. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That makes sense because yeah, you do want to remember what you've just thought of. Yeah. Yeah. So what would you say to those people out there that are just like tightly hanging on to their schedule that's making them miserable and they're afraid to let go to go take a walk or go like meditate because they think everything is going to fall apart well one of the things that has worked for me in that is to start small so it didn't work to right away just walk off with the dog for an hour because that felt like everything was going to fall apart not that that ever happens to be fair you know, I can literally walk yeah. away from things and nothing will fall apart. It just won't because how is that going to happen? But what I did is that I started really small. So I would go sit in my garden for five minutes in the sun. That's what I started with two years ago in summer. And then listen to a book or something or go take two rounds on my knitting project. But it was more, more like three, four, five minutes. I was really taking it very slow, slow and small. And from there on, it grew because it actually, I actually started realizing that the more I did that, the better I felt. And when I feel mm -hmm. really good, I can serve my clients better. I can build my business better. When I don't feel good, isn't, that's 
you know, when I don't feel good, it's more likely to fall apart than when I do feel good. Mm -hmm. And that was a really slow process. It took me about a year to get to the level I am now. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. Last week, I, <coughs> no, actually, I think it was two weeks ago, um, I got to this point where I decided to like go have lunch with some neighbors at a nursery. Mm -hmm. and it, was, it was like a really pretty outside setting. And I rode my bike there and I was kind of nervous because I'm like, okay, riding my bike is going to take longer. I'll be away longer. But I was like, yeah. no, I set the intention that I'm going to have fun today and yeah. I can come back and come back to my work. Mm -hmm. And so like I went out there and then when I got there, I almost felt like naughty because I was there in the middle of the day while everybody else was working and I was just like hanging out, you yeah. know? And it's so interesting, like the the thoughts and the feelings, because you feel like you're like breaking rules that were like mm -hmm. unsaid, yep. you know. And then um, I was out for two hours, came back, felt amazing, and then I ended up getting so much work done because I had like a higher energy. And then yep. I rearranged my whole living room, cleaned my whole kitchen, got so much more done than I ever do. <laughs> Yeah, I know what you mean. I had the first time I went to the gym on a Monday morning, I felt really naughty because I had this thing that this is working hours. But then I also had this thing of, but is it? I set my own hours. So why would I fit into, you know, office hours when I don't actually have to? And that yeah. really made me think about, so I need, I need a time for things in my life. So one of the things is that, um, I'm home educating my youngest kid. And that means that she, well, I did all of them, but the youngest is the only one left. So that meant, means that we go to a group on Thursdays. And I used to bring my laptop there and work and do, but it was always a really bad connection and that just stressed me out. So that meant that I was not really calm while I was doing it. So eventually I came to the conclusion, I can just knit there or crochet there. We are there from, you know about four hours so from about 11 to about half past two three o'clock so i literally can just in those hours chill out talk with friends do a bit of knitting do a bit of crochet and then when i come back i feel much more energized to do things but it felt really naughty to not do it just like the gym felt really naughty for a while but the mm -hmm. moment you get to that level of well i do make plenty of hours because that's not it but I slot them in in a way around the rest of my life and that mm -hmm. makes it just it makes it much more fun to do as well because I can, I can have my life I can meet up with people I can go to lunch with friends I can do whatever I need to get that mm -hmm. energy to be able to be there for the people that want me to be there for them and it's been yeah. really good to just do that that way yeah it's so it sounds so simple but <laughs> doing it is like Mm -hmm. you know I had to I had to like you know I have my own coaches and so I had to get help you know yes. not to get permission but just to like uncover what the resistance within me was you know yeah but I love what you said earlier whenever you said that um you actually sat down and calculated like how much money you needed yeah. And then you figured out how many clients you needed because mm -hmm. whenever I actually did that, it took me like a year to do that, you know, and mm -hmm. I just randomly heard it in the podcast to do that. But yeah. whenever I did that, it finally helped me to breathe. <laughs> yeah. 
Oh, it, the funny thing is, is that my picture was huge of what I needed to do. Yeah. But once I did the math, I had to say, come on, chill out. That's not. <laughs> it was really yeah. one of those moments of, why did I do this? This Why did I make it this difficult for myself? Mm-hmm. I didn't need to. I really didn't need to. Because I could literally create in one month very easily the hours that I needed to do mm-hmm. without stress or anything. Because it wasn't all that much. It really was way less than I thought what I needed. I, I really... I was really surprised by how how simple, and that was just you know minimum income. There's always opportunities to do more, but mm-hmm. the minimal amount to just be able to completely live in a reasonably comfortable way, that was it. And that was the only thing that I had this thing. I need to make it because I was quite I was ill when I did the math and was in a really bad place for a bit. But once I'd done that, I could really chill out and also. From that moment on, I had to say, all right, so I'm not feeling entirely fit. I can chill out a bit until I do feel fit. And then I can start slow. Mm-hmm. And then I can slowly build it up from there. And mm-hmm. it was fairly easy to actually build it up that way. It wasn't really hard. Mm-hmm. Because I don't need to do a lot of coaching sessions with people to make it work. And that's that's literally thinking about a relatively low fee even when I was doing the math. And I wasn't doing the math on, on the on a high fee, it was a really low fee that I did it with. Because I had this thing, what's the minimum I want to charge people of that? All right, I'll start the math from there. And then I just think, wow, this is actually, yeah, it's just doable, really doable. And I've done it. Yeah. yeah. It's so simple. Like, it's a simple solution, but like, whenever you have all of this mess, all this to do is mm. like in your face. Yeah. it's incredibly hard to get to that point to be logical. <laughs> oh yeah, no, that's that's frequently the hardest thing to get logical when you're in an emotional place. And the moment you are in that emotional stress place, you know you're not going to make any good decisions. So mm-hmm. then the, for me, it became important to completely get into a chill place, really relax, and then just sit there. I actually was just laying in bed at the time and did a bit of math and analysis what the hell have I been doing in the last year? Literally, it was one of those moments that I thought, why? But yeah, it was good because that created so much clarity and so much ease that since then it's been ease and flow in my business. Just really, mm. really nice. I love that. Mm-hmm. And I definitely needed to suffer. <laughs> well, I think so that's what stubborn. we need. I think everybody needs to get to a point of mm-hmm. where the pain of not doing it is higher than the pain of doing it Uh, or the other way around how am i going to say that right that the pain of not making the change has to be higher than the pain of making the change that the pain gets too bad that really Mm -hmm. this that you feel this thing of i need to do this change now because otherwise things are going to get bad am i saying this the right way now Sometimes I, I understand what you're saying. Okay, good. You know, it has to yeah. hurt bad enough. <laughs> That's the thing. Yeah. It has to hurt bad enough to stay in the place where you are. Yeah, for sure. For me, that's desperation and it's great motivation because mm-hmm. I'm stubborn and um yeah, but there's that part of me that's like, I want to do what I want, when I want, how I mm-hmm. want, with mm-hmm. who I want. 
Yeah. And that's that's the loyal part of me that keeps me um, on this journey that I want to be on where I'm creating my dream life. Yeah. And it works. It really works. Yeah. Yeah. I'm you definitely... just have to look a bit about what's the minimum I need? How much work do I have to do for that? Right. What can I plan in around that? That's it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's I not really that though. Hmm? <laughs> How come we don't hear that though? Like it's just like I was raised to chase invisible things, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah. I was raised with the idea that our sort of people would not make a lot of money. So one of the things as I'm Dutch, it was a Dutch saying that I'm going to freely translate. So my mom would always say, when you're born for a 10 cent coin, you'll never be a 25 cent coin. And now I have this thing, well, I'm going to be a 100 cent coin because I don't want to stick in that headspace. And also money doesn't grow on trees and all that stuff. So it had to be able to live in a reasonable way was hard work, long hours. That's the way I was raised. But that's not necessarily the way it has to be because there's also the thing of what makes you comfortable? What do you need? And when I look at myself, there's a lot I would like to have, but do I really need all of that? No. What I need is a roof over my head and good food to keep me healthy. But do I need a gym membership? Well, not really, because I can literally go walk with my dog. I can do some running. I can do some biking. There's all sorts of stuff that I can do with the things that I already have. I like the gym membership. I like the sauna and the steam room and the swimming pool. So that's a luxury I'll have. But Mm -hmm. these kind of things are choices. And when I look at what I really need, that's not all that much. There's lots Mm -hmm. of things I like. So I'll go for those as well. But I don't really need it. So that idea also really helped me. So what do I really need? What do I need with my kids? Well, the roof, definitely. A bit of heating is nice. Nice food is nice. So it's that kind of stuff. To be comfortable, that's nice. And I like mm-hmm. having a car as well to get me from here to wherever I want to go. <laughs> that certainly mm-hmm. helps as well. Because, you know, where I live, it's kind of bush. So there's always 20 minutes to get anywhere by mm-hmm. car. So that's, that's, but I could literally walk and bike there as well. It's not like that's not possible, but mm-hmm. it's something I'd rather avoid. So, yeah. yeah. So you, you're saying you focused on like the basics of what you needed in mm-hmm. order to create more freedom in your life. And mm-hmm. in doing that, you ended up creating more abundance in your life yes. to have the extras. So yep. it just like took away the pressure. The moment the pressure was gone, <clears throat> things started flowing more. Things became mm-hmm. more comfortable. So mm-hmm. I only focused on this is what I need. This is what we have to have. Mm-hmm. And then we'll see what happens. And there was more that was happening. And that was really beautiful. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's really that. comfortable. Yeah, so so you would prescribe more fun. Oh, Have more definitely. fun into your life. <laughs> you know, the main thing is, is that you get into a bit of a creative headspace. Yeah. Where you're in a creative headspace, you're in a thriving mode, you're in ease and flow, and that's mm-hmm. when life becomes nice. Mm-hmm. And that doesn't mean there's not going to be stuff happening that's not nice. There always will be, because that's what mm-hmm. life is all about. There will be things happening. We all go through things. But it means you can deal with them better when you're in that ease and flow and that chill headspace. Because mm-hmm. then you have this thing, yeah, okay, I can do this. But when you have this thing, oh my God, I can't do That's a different way of dealing with something. So when you mm-hmm. start seeing problems more as projects that you have a step plan to go through, 
is a different thing as an, oh my God, this mountain's too big, what am I gonna do? So then you're not gonna get there. So everything is simple projects, tasks, and ease and flow, are you there? Yeah, I love that. I, I remember learning about like turning problems into projects and I was like, mm -hmm. it's just like all this weight just lifted because the mm -hmm. problem has such a heavy, negative, dense energy yep. to it. Yep. And then all of a sudden it's a project. It's like, okay, what can I do? There's so many possibilities. How can yep. I be very creative? With, when it's a project, it becomes a task list. Then it's not even a goal anymore because a goal is something that's hard to achieve. But when it's a project and a task list, it's literally a step plan to get from A to wherever you need to go. Mm -hmm. Task yeah. lists are really nice. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. And it almost like doesn't have like a hard deadline either. Because sometimes goals have the hard deadlines and a project mm -hmm. is like, you just keep going and yep. eventually you'll get there, but it's not mm -hmm. rigid. Mm -hmm. Yeah. <clears throat> And with goals, it depends a bit on who you talk to, because not too long ago, I heard someone speak who was talking about when you know you can do it, it's a task. When you have no idea how to get there, it's a goal. And I said, I like that one as well. Mm -hmm. And I do have some goals in life where I have no idea how I'm going to achieve that or how I'm going to do it. I'll get there at some mm -hmm. point, I'm pretty sure. But I don't know mm -hmm. how yet. So. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I have some of those too have the scary big scary ones but I love it because like if it's really really big and scary then you're accomplishing so much along the way like that yes. you never thought you could do yeah yeah what I've realized that with goals for me is a really handy thing is to have the big goal here at the top and then go all the way to the bottom and write out different tasks to be able to get there and it doesn't mean that I need to know the whole step plan but when I start at the bottom, with I need to do these and these steps to make get to the next point and to the next point and to the next point, then I can create that massive goal at some point. Don't mm -hmm. know when, don't know, don't fully know how yet, but I'm working on it. And it's mm -hmm. just really nice because that's part of what I do in my business as well, because I have, you know, I want to create a whole program and course on how to help people recover their microbiome and restore it into a healthy microbiome but that's a huge project for me it's mm -hmm. a huge project because there's a lot to it and I want to be as complete as possible so that means I'm going to do it in steps I'm going to create a small course for people who just want to have a bit of a quick start to get to a better place before they will go for a bigger one so I'm going to create it in three different steps so a small course for people who just want to do some simple stuff initially to get to a better place then a bigger one for those who want to put more work in and then the big one that's going to be a whole two-year program because that's how long it takes to recover it for those who really want to go from a to z with it mm -hmm. that is a big project because setting mm -hmm. that completely up giving people a whole menu plan and all the information they need to get through those two years that's that's a journey Mm -hmm. yeah I'm working on it step by step and that's that's one of the that's a task list still that's not even a goal anymore because I know how to do it I know how to take those steps mm -hmm. yeah that's I love that you're list. consistently bringing in the steps like you said earlier yeah. people who have challenges like yeah. making adding yeah. more fun to their lives mm -hmm. and yeah I've been doing that a lot this year breaking things up and because yeah. you know I had this tendency before to just 
see like the whole big scary mm-hmm. impossible thing and then come up and listen to my thoughts that say you can't do it because of a b c d e f g h i j k you know it's crazy <clears throat> but once you break it down make it easier make it more manageable um mm-hmm. then you start to like, get get your feet wet a little bit and then yeah. it's able to expand yeah. that's been incredibly helpful for me too yeah. well i've had moments where i felt incapable when things got a bit harder, there was other stuff going on in life. And then I took a bit of a step back as in, okay, let me chill out for a week and then I'll just keep going again. And that's mm-hmm. what's been really helpful to, to, and also, you know, I'm working with some people on this because I've never created anything like this before. And one of my friends, he has, that was, that used to be his job to create courses. So with him, I have regular conversations about how can I best do this? How can I best do that? So he helps me with the the more technical things on that and that's been good as well because then there's someone who wants to talk to me about that so that keeps keeps me going more if I would do it completely on my own I'm not sure how I would have done it to get to where I am now so I've created the support team around me to be able to do it so one of my kids is a graphics designer so I ask her support as well with drawings that I need sometimes pictures and sometimes she finds them all in sometimes she makes them herself it's those kind of things where you have people around you to help move forward and that's also one of those things that when you have some accountability people around you that will help as well absolutely there's two things that i love that you said like getting a community like getting Mm -hmm. support that's oh my god that's so essential like i remember when i started the entrepreneurial journey by myself because nobody understood me because all of my problems were unique to me and nobody knew what I want or or I couldn't trust other people like all of the stories but whenever I finally like got desperate and lonely enough I started to like talk to other people and started to realize like the stories are not true and then I started to move forward faster and then um the other thing that you said that I liked was um oh whenever you have challenges you you step back and um I do that now but I remember in the past when I had challenges I would think I'm gonna have this challenge forever and it's Mm. never gonna go away and I'm never gonna be able to move forward you know you just like kind of have that panic that it's gonna you're never gonna get through it and so um yeah have you experienced that I have experienced the idea Mm. of I have to push through this, which Mm. doesn't really work that way. Because when you do things from that stress view, from this, I have to, I have, nothing's really going to work. So getting Mm -hmm. to a better place first is the crucial point. Sometimes it doesn't even take long because I've literally Mm -hmm. had that I had a stressed moment, you know, had a bit of a discussion with someone that I didn't enjoy, get really all worked up. And then when I just sit down, and do things like pick your apps, just chill out a bit. You know, it can take half an hour and I can just keep going again. So it's, mm-hmm. that's one of those things that over the years, because I've been in a really, really bad place until about three years ago. And then I couldn't achieve a damn thing, really. There was no way in creating what I've created now. But over time, working on my thought processes and realizing that these thoughts that I had were so one of the coaches I worked with what he did he was explaining it in a way that really worked for me so he had this thing well those thoughts are like a begging dog wants attention when you're at the table 
and the dog is begging. When you keep feeding it, it will keep sitting there begging for more. When you ignore mm. it, it will at some point get go away because it's bored. Same goes for those thoughts. And literally, that way, it has worked for me. When I have those thoughts, then I just let them go through. And at times, I have this thing of, what could I do that will stop these weird thoughts from popping up? Sometimes I just walk away, go have a conversation with one of my kids about a game that we're playing. And the thoughts are mm. gone. And then I can, just, I can do that for two minutes. I can sit down and I can just do my things again because the thoughts are gone. I didn't pay attention to them because, mm. you know, I don't have to pay attention to anybody else's thoughts, but also not to my own thoughts because my own thoughts can be pretty grim at times. Mm-hmm. So just letting these things just fade away, release. That's why mm-hmm. it works for me. Yeah. I love this topic of thoughts because oh, yeah. like we all have the power to choose, mm-hmm. even though like, for most of my life, I didn't know that. Like, I thought that I was, like, a terrible person because of the mm-hmm. thoughts that I had, you know. Mm-hmm. But then yep. once you start to realize thoughts are just there and you can just yep. choose to give them attention or and choose what you want to focus on. Yep. Yeah. <clears throat> and oh, it's been incredibly F- helpful. Oh, yeah. And the one realization that was for me really good is to know that everybody has very grim thoughts at times. That's not just me. I thought that my mind was exceptionally ugly at times. Well, now everybody has a horror story going on in their mind at times. And that's okay. Mm-hmm. You know, how else would Stephen King have been able to write all these horror stories that he has? Right. <laughs> and they're pretty grim. <laughs> so, you know, in comparison, my mind is then kind of chill because my stories don't go as bad as, <laughs> as those stories. Yeah, yeah. I love that we're having this conversation because there's nobody around me until I got in the personal development industry that mm-hmm. said, you know, that told me that we would have to pay attention to our thoughts or also that other people had weird, crazy, insane <laughs> thoughts as well, mm-hmm. you know, so it can be kind of isolating because yeah. you don't want to admit it because then you're like crazy or mm-hmm. angry or whatever it is. Yeah. And then, uh, <clears throat> but throughout my coaching experience, like whenever I coach other people, I'm just like, I've been through that, or I know exactly what she's talking about. And then you yep. start to realize even more and more that you're really not alone. In oh, no, you're not. No. Now, the thing is, <laughs> just thinking about it, there's so many people on the globe. Anything that pops up in your mind has been popping up in people's minds millions of times because we've been here for so long and there's so many of us. <laughs> You know, you're kind of uniquely you, but the Mm -hmm. thoughts you come up with are not that unique because everybody has had them Mm -hmm. at one point or another. So Mm -hmm. at this moment, that's uniquely you. And the details are uniquely you. But we've all Mm -hmm. thought about, you know, wanting to hurt people at times. I'm pretty sure. I've not met anyone yet who hasn't had that thought at one point in time in their lives. So I've realized I'm not unique in that. The details of the person and how I'll do it, that might be somewhat unique, maybe. <laughs> but then again, the stories yeah. that I've heard, I've also said the same. Well, maybe not. <laughs> we all have, have our, you know, hurt moments. And that's okay. Yeah. yeah, for sure. I've been making it a point to, like, whenever I'm coaching somebody and they're like, oh, it seems like I'm the only one who can't seem to do this or can't do that or can't stop, like, driving my own self crazy. Like, mm-hmm. I've been making a point to tell them, like, 
that's you and everybody else. Like you're just being human. You know, I yeah. try to tell them over and over and over because nobody else is saying that. No. no that's one of those things that I think a lot of people are too worried about what they're thinking and expressing that because what might other people think? Because people don't really talk about the places their mind can go to. And to be honest, one of the, the guys that um, is a very well-known coach, Michael Neal, he has talked about his very negative and suicidal thoughts. Mm -hmm. But many other people don't really do that that publicly. He's gone quite mm -hmm. deep into it. And that was mm -hmm. when I heard his story, I had to say, oh, wow, he's even in a worse place than I've ever been. Well, that's cool then. <laughs> then you get this realization, of, yeah, no, I've not been in that bad a place. I can just do my thing. Because it may, means that, you know, he got to where he is in his business that way. So when he can do it, having been a suicidal teenager, I was not a suicidal teenager. So when he can just get a nice business going and help people from where he came from, then many other people can do it as well. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I love that. I love hearing like leaders um, share their stories mm -hmm. because since nobody else talks about it, it gives you freedom to be like, messed up too you know in a way mm -hmm. you know <clears throat> what? Find I think everybody's messed up in a way <laughs> everybody got hurt over time yeah. you know, nobody makes it through childhood without getting hurt yeah. so we all have had really bad experiences in childhood that means we all have a little bit or more trauma because of things that have happened so mm -hmm. we all deal with that we're all hurt people and that's okay as long as we know that and that we don't hurt, use that hurt to hurt other people, because mm -hmm. that's what's not okay. Acknowledging mm -hmm. it, dealing with it, cool. Using that to hurt others, not so cool. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. <clears throat> I've had my fair share of traumas, and it's so nice to know now, now that mm -hmm. I'm, I've grown, that you don't have to bring all of that crap with you. Like yeah. anymore you can release it you don't have to suffer it doesn't have to stay with you oh, such a relief yeah. <clears throat> that's also one of those things that i wonder why we don't learn that that we seem to always learn that we have to hold on to things that have happened long that we don't yeah and that's been it's been for me also really good to just be able to just release it and move on from there and because one of the things that, that I at some point realized was that I kept watching a bad movie. Well, when I'm watching a bad movie, I stop watching it when, you know, on Netflix or wherever it is. I do not keep watching it. But from my own life, I kept watching the bad movies. But the moment I stopped doing that, I started thinking more about the good times and made it nice movies. I also mm -hmm. started feeling better. Mm -hmm. Because then these memories, they have been there. But they'd serve the purpose I learned from it. The moment I could put it into that perspective of I can learn from it, I can get some inspiration out of it. What can I do with this thing, that memory that I have had about that? Well, there's a lot you can do with it. So I could at some point see them more as a gift in my life than that it was oh, it's such a bad experience. I got hurt and now I'm hurt for life. No, I'm not. Mm -hmm. I literally am not. Because right now I'm in a really good place. But when I would think back of that and take it serious, I would right now be in a bad place. Why would I choose that? Because mm -hmm. yeah. I'm fine the way I am. 
you know, at that time, things were a bit shit. But it doesn't mean it has to be that way for the rest of my life. That's just because I would keep watching the bad movie. So, yeah, I stopped watching bad movies. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's all about your focus. Yeah. And I love that. Like, I'm always asking, what gift, you know, what gift has come from this situation? Mm-hmm. Because, like, once you stop dwelling and you start to see, well, you know, I learned that mm-hmm. I don't like having this type of partner, or mm-hmm. I learned that I didn't really like that house, anyways, or yeah. I found a better job because I got fired. Like, once you mm-hmm. start to see, like, what the gift is from the situation, yeah. You start to see, you start to see. Yeah. Things just clear up. Yeah. And yeah, I do I, I do have been practicing like um seeing the gift in the situations, mm-hmm. having gratitude, and then um looking at things as feedback. Like mm-hmm. I don't I don't really use the word failure, like whenever you try something and you fail. Yeah, it doesn't exist for me, but it's always feedback. And it's like you yeah. just learned like another way yeah. that maybe it didn't serve you or you or you picked up like a piece of knowledge that you needed yeah. in order to get like to where you want to be. Yeah. <laughs> I always ask clients when they talk about failure, how can you see it as a learning experience? Because in my world, yeah. you succeed or you learn. And to be fair, from yeah. the learning experience, you learn so much more than from a success. A success is just that. Mm-hmm. But from a learning experience, there's so much more that can grow out of it. So they're actually better. Yeah, yeah. It's and, a re- and it, some people think it's a twisted view, but in my world, it works. I feel the same way. And it's even more fun. Mm-hmm. Oh, it is more fun. <laughs> if you've always just got what you wanted, then it would be kind of yeah. boring. <laughs> yeah, then life gets really boring really quickly. So when, yeah. when things, when you have to put in the effort, that's where it's at put in some effort and then things are much more rewarding than when it just keeps flying into your lap mm-hmm. not that i mind things flying into my lap every now and then i do enjoy that as well but not when it happens all the time when it gets boring <laughs> yeah yeah i do want to clarify though that is easier said than done it's a journey to learn it doesn't happen mm-hmm. overnight but once mm-hmm. you get that clarity life does become easier it really does you know that we've been talking nearly 45 minutes now. <laughs> so fast. Time went really fun, but it's a really good topic, to be honest. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like um, calling it a day and maybe do sure. it another time again to, uh, sure. to see how we yeah. grow on this, because that will be fun as well to do. Yeah, let's save the rest for later. Save the rest for later. Cool. I really thank you very much for joining me today because I really enjoyed this conversation. Yeah, thanks for having me. This is fun. Cool. If anybody wants to contact you, just through Facebook? Yeah, Facebook, Gabrielle Haley 8, or Instagram, Gabrielle.Haley. Cool. I'll put that in there, put your links in the notes that I'm having with this. All right? Okay. Thank you. Thank you for watching, everyone. Until next time. Bye. Bye, everyone.